0: Uh, chapter, uh, St. John, chapter 9, 19, verses 38 through 42. She read for you here. I'm going to read it again. If you don't mind, you don't mind reading the word of God in the house of God, do you? Yeah, when you go to work, you supposed the word. When you come to the house of God, you're supposed to read the word of God. Amen. 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 This is after this, John 19, 38 through 42, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for the fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him permission, so he came and took the body of Jesus. And Nicodemus, who at first came to Jesus by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 100 pounds. Then they took the body of Jesus and bound it in stripes of linen and with spices, as was the custom of the Jews to bury Now, in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden. Say garden, y'all. Hallelujah. And in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had been laid. Verse 42. So there they laid Jesus because the Jews' preparation day for the tomb was nearby. Amen. The word of God for the people of God. Praise be to God. God, once again, we come before your throne of mercy, grace, and love to obtain favor in our time of need, God. And we need you this morning to have your way, to move, encourage us, and empower us through your prophetic word. I ask in the name of Jesus, you have your way in me and through me, that you be seen and glorified. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen Amen. and amen. Amen. It takes two. It takes... Two. It takes two. Do we have any music lovers in the house this morning? Amen, amen, amen. amen. Well, you're, you're not alone for I too love music. And what I love about music is that it has the ability to bring two people together to perform what is called a duet. Wherein two individuals blend their voices together to produce melodious sounds of music that can captivate a crowd and achieve applause from an audience. Yes, it takes two individuals operating as one within a duet to accomplish that. And through radio, video, and new wave technology, we have been blessed to hear some dynamic duets delivered to us by individuals like Ashford and Simpson who let us know that love is solid, solid as a rock. That's what love is. That's what we got. Marvin Gaye and Terry Terrell, who told us that heaven must have sent you from above. Heaven must have sent your precious love. B.B. and CeCe Winans, who reaffirmed to us that you picked me up those times I'm down, you... Make me laugh when there's no clown. Uh No one else can love me like you do. I'm lost without you. It's easy to see I'm lost without you. Don't ever go away. Mary Mary reminded us, I got to get myself together because I got some place to go. Uh And I'm praying when I get there, I'll see everyone I know. Heaven, I want to go to heaven. Yes, those duets delivered to us have left some of us with some fond memories, and thanks to the Lord of glory. And it took two people to pull it off, because it takes two. And this concept or idea of two that I'm talking about this morning is nothing new. For the word of God encased within the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me, proclaims and promotes this theory of two. For Ecclesiastes 4 9 says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. Luke 10 and 1 says, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them out two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was going to be. Matthew 18 and 20 says, for where two or three are gathered in my name, I am... In the midst of them. Mark 10, 8 and 9 says, For this reason a man will leave his father and his mother and be united to his wife and look at each other. Two will become one flesh. Yes, it takes two. There's something about two. And here in this narrative nestled in uh, of, of the, the gospel of St. John, a gospel where John, the writer, portrays Jesus and his deity as the Son of God, in order to spark believers' faith that to all who read the book. We are introduced to Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, two unsung heroes who played a pivotal part in the burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, you won't find these men listed in the Hebrews Hall of Fame in Hebrews chapter 11, but the role these two men played, that would transpire after the death of Jesus on the cross of Calvary would be heroic, monumental, and pivotal in accordance to what was foretold in the Scriptures. Now, if you're a Bible reader, you know that there's not too much information canonized in Scripture about these two men. But what is written about them is impacting and will impact you as we unpack what these two men were able to do together for the cause of Jesus Christ. And as we unpack these verses, uh, they will reveal to us three things that these two men embody as they work together. And as fellow Christians who are called to be on one accord in the work of ministry and life, we can grab a hold of these things as well. And these three things are boldness brotherhood, and breakthrough. If you're taking notes, write them down. bro. Boldness, brotherhood, and breakthrough. But before we examine those three points of view, I would like for us to take a minute and get some background information on these two brothers in our focus text by the name of Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus. Now, we all have a background or a past, if you will, and When we get the opportunity to share that with others, they can get a better understanding of why we act the way we act, why we react the way we react, why we speak the way we do and do the things we do. Yes, background information on an individual or individuals you take interest in can help you make the decision whether to stay or to go, whether to continue or to cut things off. That's why I think it overly important that those who are seeking to marry get some background information on, yeah. on their brother or sister. You stand before God, hallelujah, okay. before you stand before God and his people and say, I do or I will. See, you don't want to enter into marriage without first getting some background information. Amen. And on, on the one you will be married to, look at this, y'all. A life, so I encourage you this morning to bypass what they say about themselves on social media and go ahead and talk face-to-face with their mama, their daddy, their siblings, and their friends, and even their neighbors to get some background information you need before you enter into a covenant relationship, yeah. hallelujah, with he or she on this side of heaven. Now, the background of these two men are are laid out in Scripture, and what's first revealed in their background is that they were both rich. Say rich, y'all. Look, Matthew 27 and 57 says, Now when Eden had come, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph. John 19, 39 says, The Nicodemus who at first came to Jesus by night also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh, And aloes, about 100 pounds. Now these 100 pounds equates to $125, which in the Bible days was an extreme amount of money. And only someone rich would be in possession of that kind of dinero to purchase such costly spices. So it's revealed in our first background check that these two men were both rich, which solidifies the fact that rich people love Jesus too. Sometimes sometimes rich folk get a bad rap due to us taking what Jesus said in the Gospels out of context in regard to being easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich person to enter the kingdom of God, which was directed to the rich young ruler who chose his riches over following Jesus. So yes, you can be rich, well-off, and paid, and still be in a love relationship with Jesus Christ, yeah. as long as your riches don't consume you and become your idol. For what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Our second background check reveals that these two men were, were also respected religious leaders. Mark fifteen forty three says, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the council. John 3 and 1 says in the NIV version, now, there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. These prominent positions of being members of the Jewish council or the Sanhedrin came with the respect of their peers. They were respected men, they were rich, and they were respected. Now, quick caveat to to, to my sisters in the house. Now, the world says that uh, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. As a believer in Christ Jesus, I beg to differ, hallelujah, because the way to a man's heart is through respecting him. See, when you respect your man, your husband man, his heart will be moved by God to bless you, his woman, his wife, with whatever you need as well as whatever you need. One, amen. Respect is the key to unlock the heart of your husband, amen. your man. Hallelujah. So I think we can all agree that these two brothers' background is fairly positive. Amen. For there's no reason to be in opposition of those who are rich and respected. Now, our third and final background check. I'm not finished my sermon, y'all. I'm just going through the. Y'all thought I was done, didn't y'all? Third and final, right? Background check reveals something about troubling about these two rich and respected men. Verse 38a says, says in John 19, after this Joseph of Arimathea, <clears throat> excuse me, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly. There's a problem brewing, y'all. John 3, 1 and 2 says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus. By night. Now we know from the previous background checks that these two brothers are rich and respected. But now, by way of the scriptures, it's revealed that these two men were reluctant to align themselves with Jesus publicly as they exercise secrecy in meeting with Jesus as well as being a follower of Jesus, y'all. And that raises a red flag. For, for in, in their background check. For they didn't want anyone to know that they believed, honored, and were in a relationship with Jesus. You didn't even know any folk like that? Which would suggest, look at this, y'all, that they were both ashamed to be seen associated with Jesus publicly. You remember? You remember back in the day when you were in a relationship with someone and you found yourself afraid to tell others about it in fear of what they would say or think about you. Amen? You wasn't always married. And you did that because you were ashamed of the person you were hooked up with. You probably met them on a blind date. And these two men that were rich and respected fell short because they were reluctant to share with others that they were followers of Jesus because they were ashamed of Jesus, my God, which is not a good place to be in your relationship with Jesus Christ. For Jesus himself says in Luke 9 and 26, for whoever is ashamed of me, and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory and that of the Father and his holy angel. You see, if, if if your background reveals that you are ashamed to share Jesus Christ, hallelujah, there are some consequences that will follow and be devastating to you. Hallelujah. We should be sharers of Jesus Christ. Now, I know they told you not to talk about Jesus on your job, but because, because they told me the same thing, y'all, amen? But, but, but if, if they ask you why you are so happy and vigilant when you work in an environment that is hectic, numbers-driven, production-driven, drama-driven, and uncertainty as well, that's your green light, hallelujah, to tell them it's all because I'm a follower of Jesus, amen, and let the chips fall where they may. For we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. Amen. So we have been mandated, y'all, called to talk about Jesus. To show that we are followers of Jesus. Amen. In the market, in the mall, in Walmart, wherever you may be. Now these two men were rich, respected, but reluctant to let others know that they were followers of Jesus. Say, they were the type of men who would uh, get around family members and friends at the barbecue, hallelujah, and say nothing about the goodness of the Lord. Amen. But but, but 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 when you think about Jesus and all the stuff he has done for you while you got that plate on your lap, about to eat that chicken, hallelujah. You will hallelujah, scream, hallelujah, God, thank you for saving me. See, they 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 would listen to Tony Evans' podcast preaching about Jesus, but when someone came in the room, they would turn it off quickly. Amen. See, they were secret saints. They were secret servants. They were secret shouters. When it came to Jesus, any secret shouters in the house this morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 had this issue of reluctancy to share Jesus in their profile. Hallelujah. Yeah. God doesn't want us to be reluctant when it comes to talking about him, y'all. Amen? Yo, we talk about everything else. Come on, we, we, we uh, as men, we talk about uh, uh, basketball and football, amen? Ladies, y'all talk about whatever y'all talk about. We're not reluctant to talk about those things, but we find ourselves sometimes in spaces and places where we're, we're reluctant to talk about Jesus. Amen? We got to break through that, y'all. Hallelujah? The world, the world needs a word from us. Amen, 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 amen. But look at this, look at this, y'all, look at this, y'all. Uh, but something changed. Something happened. Something transpired in their lives in regards to Jesus that caused them uh, to be not conformed but transformed. Has something changed? Has something happened? Has something transpired in your life? that has caused you to feel different about Jesus than you did before. See, that's what happened to these two men who came together to make things go right for Jesus. See, something incredible happened because there is a transition in the text that reveals a change from being ashamed of Jesus to publicly acknowledging their allegiance to Jesus through their boldness to beg for the body of Jesus, look, and then go and remove his body from the cross. That's bold, y'all, amen? Look at verse 38, it says, after this Joseph from Arimathea being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for the fear of the Jesus, don't let nobody, I don't let fear prevent you from from, from talking about Jesus, y'all, amen? He asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus and Pilate gave him permission so he came and took the body of Jesus. See, the transition and attitude is crystal clear in the text, for it reveals that Joseph of Arimathea started out as a private follower of Jesus, but transitioned to a public follower of Jesus through his boldness to be pilot for the body of Jesus. Look at the, this, y'all. And then go and get his body. Yeah, remember, Jesus was on the cross, y'all, and, all these folks were standing around, the centurions, his family, hallelujah. But but Joseph Arimathea breaks through all that. He's not ashamed of Jesus anymore, y'all. Something happened to this brother. He goes and gets the body of Jesus, amen? Yeah, yeah. See, in this life as Christians, there are going to be some things we have to be bold enough to go and get through the precious name of Jesus. See, if you want deliverance for your children and your children's children, you have to go get it through the precious name of Jesus. If you want peace in your home, you're going to have to go and get it through the precious name of. If you want to raise, hallelujah, you're going to have to go and get it through the precious name of Jesus. Now, this request took courage, y'all. It took boldness from within Joseph of Arimathea to do it. And that's the same type of followers Jesus is looking for today. Are you that type of follower of Jesus that will exercise boldness when it comes time to let the world know you are a disciple of Jesus Christ? Amen? Yet yeah, do you have a shirt that says disciple on it? If you do, you've been charged to tell folk about Jesus. But what triggered this change? What triggered this change, this metamorphosis, this new and acquired boldness in these men who were once ashamed to be associated with Jesus publicly? And the answer to that question lies in the first two words in verse 38, which are after this. You see, these men had an after this moment that moved them to change their private relationship with Jesus to a public relationship. Anybody ever had an after this moment that caused you to feel differently about your relationship with Jesus? See, there are some after this moments in our lives as believers that will bring us into a closer relationship with Jesus Christ that will produce boldness in us. After this, y'all. and the, After this moment, that produced boldness for these two men working together for the cause of Christ is recorded in verses 31 through 37. And it says, therefore, look at this, y'all. Because it was the preparation day that the bodies should not be rem- remain on the cross, on the Sabbath, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Then the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and the other who was crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear and immediately blood and water came out. And and he who has seen has testified and his testimony is true. And he knows that he is telling the truth so that you may believe. For these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled. Not one of his bones shall be broken. And again, another scripture says, they shall look on him who they pierced. Now, being members of the Sanhedrin, the ruling council, it was customary for them to study Old Testament scripture. Therefore, these two men were followers of Jesus secretly. They studied the word of God earnestly. And when they stumble upon the prophetic words of Isaiah 53 and Psalms 34 and 20, pertaining to Jesus being despised and rejected by men, smitten by God and afflicted, led as a lamb to the slaughter, pierced for our transgression, bruised for our iniquities, and not one of his bones were broken. See, after witnessing these prophecies being fulfilled, it bolstered their boldness. And belief in Jesus, that they were moved to align themselves with Jesus publicly. You see, some of the things we see Jesus do in our lives and in the lives of others will build boldness and belief in us. Amen. Okay, you got that's why you got to look and see where God is moving, who, whose lives He's touching. Hallelujah. See Him moving and, and doing things incredible in the lives of those you with those you work with, those you fellowship with. Because that's what seeing the scriptures fulfilled in real time will do. But for we who have not witnessed with our eyes but still believe are even the more blessed, according to John 20 and 29, where Jesus says, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Come on, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't see Jesus on the cross. We ain't see him walk down a Via Dolorosa, but we believe. Oh, we didn't see him rise from the dead. We didn't see the punctures in his hand, but we believe. Come on, we we didn't see him heal blind Bartimaeus. We didn't see him heal the one with the issue of blood, but we believe. Come on, we 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 didn't we didn't see him turn water into wine, but we believe. Come on, we 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 didn't we didn't see him feed the five thousand, but we believe. And because of that belief, the Bible says that we are blessed even the more. Hallelujah to you and I are blessed today because, unlike Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, we did not see with our eyes, yet we believe, and because of that, we are blessed in the city. We're blessed in the fear We're blessed when we come and when we go, where we cast out every stronghold, sickness and poverty must cease, for the devil is defeated. We are. Anybody blessed this morning? So after this moment, hallelujah, as believers working together and serving together, should produce a boldness in us to acknowledge Jesus publicly. Amen? Yeah, I know you got the bumper sticker on your car. I saw how you drive too. You better watch yourself. Amen? But, but, but when you get the opportunity to share Jesus publicly, do so you have the boldness to do so? See, after this moment, we'll encourage you to do so. Ha! after Jesus has healed your body, come on. You should should, should talk about him. After after Jesus has paid your bills, after this moment, you should talk about him. After Jesus has raised you off your sick bed, after this moment, you should talk about him. Amen. After Jesus has turned your life around and after this moment, you should be moved to talk about. After this, after this moment, hallelujah, after this, they, they changed how they felt about it. They saw something incredible, yes. fulfilled from the Scriptures, and it moved them to walk in boldness, hallelujah, as two men working together for the cause of Christ, amen? amen. But also, but also, second point, second point is, is brotherhood. See, working together as believers will also produce a brotherhood privately. Look at verses 39 and 40. It says, And Nicodemus, who at first came to Jesus by night, also came bringing a mixture of marin aloes, about 100 pounds. Then they took the body of Jesus. Then they took the body of Jesus and bound it with stripes of linen and with spices as the custom of the Jews is to bury. Now, as children growing up, there is usually one person that we connect with more than others. We oftentimes call that person our best friend amen and you and that person uh, uh, form such a close relationship and bond that sometimes that person feels like your brother or your sister due to the brotherhood or sisterhood you have established amen you remember those friends back in the day we bring them over the house and have sleepovers we call it spend the night can so-and-so spend the night amen amen For some of us, we are still best friends with those individuals today because we built a brotherhood or a sisterhood with them. As Christians, we are to build relationships, y'all, with one another according to the word of God that encourages us, look, to be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above ourselves. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit; rather, in humility, value others. Look at this, y'all! Oh my God! Above yourself. Ah, oh my God! I gotta read that one again. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit; rather, in humility, value others above yourself. To so these verses are true relationship builders, and when we incorporate these relationship-building scriptures. In our serving, look at this, y'all, and working alongside one another, it will produce a brotherhood or sisterhood, look, that will last even if we leave and join another church. You see, true brotherhood and sisterhood among Christians goes beyond us serving at the same church. And when you gain that type of brotherhood or sisterhood from someone the Lord is truly in, the mist, amen? amen? Come on, you know sometimes we leave churches, y'all, and we, 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 we not, we're not connected to the folks that we bonded with, amen? But true brotherhood, when Christ is in the mix, well, it doesn't matter what church you're at because we are the BOC, the body of Christ, working together and tightly, fitly joined together. And here in the text, we find these two men, because it takes two, y'all, serving and working together. Isn't it a joy to serve and work with with some folk here in the congregation? It's just a joy, amen? Because because from my experience, you have that vigor and that vitality to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. With gladness and with purity, amen? amen? Let's continue to serve, serve together and work together for the cause of Christ. And in doing so, they are building a brotherhood privately that will last. Look at this. Because only what you do for Christ will last. See, see, what what they're doing is is building a brotherhood for Jesus Christ. Verse 40 says, then they took the body of Jesus and bound it in stripes of linen with spices as the custom of the Jews is to bury. See, when the foundation of the brotherhood or sisterhood you build with one another, a brother or a sister, is based on what you're, you're both doing for Christ. That relationship will last a lifetime. Amen? Are we building relationships based on what we are doing for Christ or what we are doing for ourselves? These two men were building an everlasting brotherhood based on what they were doing for Jesus Christ. And they were doing it together. Yeah, we we, got to do some stuff together, y'all. Amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm talking about two here, but y- y- you know, as the body of Christ, where it's more than just two sometimes. We got to take on the mindset to do things together, to work together, to serve together, hallelujah, to pray together, to encourage one another, hallelujah. We got to work y'all together. Now the text lets us know that these two brothers were engaged in that as they worked together to prepare Jesus' body for burial, look at this, y'all, and resurrection. Oh, my God. Yeah, see, 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 they, 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 they had the linen, they had the spices, they were preparing Jesus' body for burial. But on the flip side, they were also preparing his body for resurrection. Yeah, because, you know, you didn't, you didn't want nobody to say like, like, like they, they said about Lazarus. Yo, he stinketh now. So they were preparing his body not just for burial, but for resurrection. Yeah, you can see that the spices and the linen was was to preserve the body. Amen? See, so, 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 they just didn't have burial in mind. They had a resurrection in mind. Come on. We got to have some resurrection in mind, y'all. The stuff we're dealing with, we got to have some resurrection in mind. Amen? Yeah, but look at this. Look at this. Look at this. If you recall, they 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 worked together as two to prepare Jesus' body, as was the custom of the Jews. Yeah, yeah. And they wrapped Jesus' body in stripes of linen, amen. And rubbed his body down with the spices, and as according to verse, I I, I think that's why I like linen, Dondre, because they wrapped Jesus in in linen, amen. It's something about linen when you put it on, amen. It might get wrinkled, but it still look good, amen? This is why, because they wrapped the, you tie them together, amen? (laughs) They laid his body down with spices, according to verse 40. said, they they, they together prepared Jesus' body for burial, and according to Scripture, laid his body in a new tomb. Yeah, yeah, come on. we got to bring some new stuff to Jesus, y'all. He wants a new praise. He wants some new things. That's why he keeps blessing you over and over and over. He wants something new from you. He wants a new shout. He wants some of your new money. He wants something new for you, substantial. Hallelujah. That will be a blessing not just to you but to others. Anybody got some new stuff this morning? I was practicing my new shout. This, over- See when Don Trey get on there, I'm gonna show y'all, amen. Some new stuff. Look at verse 41 42. now. In the place where he was crucified, just oh, until you read this thing, too, because I think you felt it, there was a garden. And in the garden a new sepulchre, wherein was never a man laid. There laid they Jesus, therefore because of the Jews' preparation day for the sepulchre was nigh at hand. See, verse 41 reveals to us that the tomb Jesus' body would be laid in was in a garden. Now, if if, if you recall, it was in a garden where sin entered the world. But it will be in this garden that sin will be dealt with. That's shouting right there. Amen. See, it's in this garden where, where, where Jesus would be laid. Hallelujah. And eventually get up where sin will be dealt with. Hallelujah. And, and it would be dealt with because Jesus, hallelujah, had a breakthrough. Ow. He had a breakthrough, y'all. Now, now, this tomb was a new tomb as well as a borrowed tomb. See, Jesus didn't need the tomb for long, y'all. Amen. See, you, know, you know when you, you borrow some stuff from your neighbor uh-huh. and you never give it back? <laughs> I'd have hit somebody right there. Yeah, yeah but when you borrow it, you're destined to give it back. Amen? Jesus only borrowed this to him. He was destined to give it back yeah, yeah. because he had an appointment, y'all. Yeah. A breakthrough uh, appointment. Hallelujah. We, we got some appointments to keep, y'all. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. For the cause of Christ. I mean, if you remember Joseph Arimathea and Nicodemus working together, as to purposely prepare Jesus' body for burial. He did it with a purpose. Mm -hmm. Are we serving God with a purpose? Amen. What is your purpose for serving? If I was to poll the room and ask you, what is your purpose for serving God? Amen. What would your answer be? Their purpose was to prepare Jesus' body for burial as well as Resurrection. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not look, look, not knowing that this preparing Jesus body was also for his breakthrough. (laughs) For for if it it would be Jesus who would break through death. Oh, death, where is your sting? It would be Jesus who would break through the grave. Oh, grave, where is your victory? It would be Jesus who would break through the tomb for the angel said he is not here. He has risen. Yeah, yeah, see, 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 Jesus had to break through some stuff for you and for me. That now we have the right to eternal life. He broke through death and the grave and the tomb just for you and for me. It took two men working together for the cause of Christ who played a pivotal role in the burial and breakthrough of Jesus Christ, because Jesus, God is orderly. He, he could have did all that on his own, y'all, but he's the God of order, and he wanted to give us something to look to. Hallelujah. He used these two men, y'all, because it takes two, and it was a breakthrough that changed the world. It changed my life. Has it changed your life? For it gave all mankind the opportunity to be free from what was and is still binding, controlling, and causing confusion, which is, indeed, Jesus, he broke through for you and me because he wanted to put an end to sin and give us an opportunity, got to take a hold of it, amen? But through the death, burial, and breakthrough, resurrection of Jesus Christ, All mankind can be saved from sin. Yeah, You have an opportunity today, if if, if you don't know Jesus, if you're watching today, if you're in the house this morning, to, to, to be saved from sin because Jesus, he did a breakthrough just for you. And we are witnesses in the house this morning. We ain't always been sitting here for an hour quiet, dressed up like we... Now, there was a time in our lives, hallelujah, give my testimony, that, that, that I was far from the peaceful shores, yes. deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master from the sea, he heard my cry and yes. delivered me and from high, he lifted me, hallelujah. Now, save them, yeah. am I, amen? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I took a part of the big breakthrough, y'all. I, I, I encourage you today to get a hold of the breakthrough, Hallelujah. In other words, you and I can break through sin and break through being what we used to be because of what Jesus did. Come on, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired of you, today is your day for a breakthrough. Because Jesus wants you to break out of what you used to be, what you used to watch what you used to smoke, what you used to drink, what you used to say. Jesus is here, ready, waiting for you. He broke through just for you and I. Mm. And it took two to help us realize that. Uh, For it was by the first Adam that allowed sin to enter the world. But it will be by the second Adam, who is Jesus Christ, that will defeat sin and usher in salvation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. For the Scripture saith, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. Ah. Jesus did it just for us. He went through some rough times. He went through some tough times. He was hung on a cross of Calvary. But before he got there, y'all, he went through some pain, some punishment. Hallelujah. And when he got to the cross, it wasn't over. For they pierced his hands and his feet. Hallelujah. And they stretched them wide just for you and for me, the second Adam. But he did that, that we may be alive in him. It took two. But the latter is greater. The latter is great. God, we thank you as we rest on our feet for your mercy, grace, and love that you allowed two men who started off by being ashamed of you. But what triggered in them, the prophecies being fulfilled, changed their lives that they began to work together for the cause of Christ that you, Jesus, Will be buried, my God, and raised from the dead just for us. It took two. It took two. Help us, God, to walk in the newness of what you have prepared for us, this thing called salvation, that, God, we won't be ashamed of you, we won't turn away from you, but we will run to you and ask for you to forgive us correct us, heal us, keep us, God. Only you can. For you are the great physician. You are the light of the world. You are the bright and morning star. And we thank you, God, that you allow these two men to represent those who can work together for the common cause of Christ that you may break through and bless us. God, we thank you on today, and we give you glory. For us in Christ's name, we pray. Amen. 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 Let's get